This episode is brought to you by Wellforce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for the hybrid workforce. Online at wellforce.ai. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hello and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. And I've been saying that every time recently. Do you want to say it? Sure, we can go back to flopping. Okay. I wasn't You like, want to flop? I wasn't taking turns. Okay. Is that a better word than flopping? <laughs> I wasn't like emotionally. Okay. We can take turns. Okay. And, but I was not feeling, I was not feeling disconnected from that. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> See, you got to witness us work through something. The thought occurred to me and I was like, I'm going to forget to ask her by the time all of this is done. Jenny and then we're going to be sitting here in two weeks. She appreciate me anymore. She doesn't even want me on the show. And we're going to be let sitting me do the here intro. at the next recording. I'll be like, damn it. I forgot to ask her again. Am I like, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so this is the girls who do stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Having difficult conversations. And today on our show, we have a lovely lady that neither of us know. I know. So this so is exciting. exciting. We all get to learn together. Named Heather Dominic. So Heather, tell us a little about yourself and all the things. Yeah, for sure. First, I have to say, I am just like so enjoying being here already and I actually, this morning, was binging on the whole Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy BFF love story. And you guys are completely reminding me of them. <laughs> and I'm just already, like, really loving this energy. So, I appreciate that. Yes. That's amazing company. I that will is. take that. That is. Thank you. <laughs> if anyone knows Octavia Spencer or Melissa McCarthy and can invite them to join us on the Girls Who Do Stuff, we would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Totally and that. she just gave us our in of, hey, a guest told us that we reminded her of you guys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll clear exactly. the whole day for that recording. So then from there, so I'm Heather Dominic. I am the founder of businessmiracles.com. We are a training uh, program for highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders. And I've been doing this work for almost 20 years now. So I've been self-employed for about 20 years. Before that, I was a high school drama teacher. And I worked primarily in two different schools during that career. And the last one was in a public high school in New York City, where I live, where I had the opportunity to uh, work hand in hand with Bette Midler. Nice. And she was definitely a driving force to launch me into what has you know, now been the, the second career and probably the career of my life. And happy to dive into more about any of that, but that's the short scoop. Awesome. So how do you define highly sensitive? What does that mean to you? Took the question yeah, right out of so, my mouth. Got you, sister. <laughs> so that is not a phrase created by me in any way whatsoever. It's actually an official psychological and physiological term. So it comes out of a lot of research that really started in the late 1990s. And there's a woman by the name of Dr. Elaine Aaron, who's most known for the research around what it means to be a highly sensitive person, although there's 
lots of uh, additional research as well. The skinny on what it means to be highly sensitive is that first and foremost, it's how your nervous system is wired differently. So I always like to say that it's not something that your parents did to you and it's not something you picked up on the playground in kindergarten and it's not because of that weird purple drink that you had at a party in college. <laughs> it is literally like how you are wired in your nervous system and that wiring sets you up to take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who's not highly sensitive. So that's across the senses, sight, sound, smell, touch, and including energy and information. And what that all equals out to is that you then are set up to process the world differently. And that leads to a whole gamut of experiences. And what I also like to say is so that when your nervous system is untrained as a highly sensitive, you're going to experience the world as like it's an onslaught, that it's coming at you, it's a lot to deal with. You often really feel like you're just not able to do what other people are able to do or why do things feel so hard? And when you learn how to train your nervous system, then you really start to tap into what I call the top 12 highly sensitive strengths. And that really positions you to use this wiring of your nervous system to really basically like fulfill the role that you're here to fill. Mm -hmm. So for those of us who are highly sensitive, we tend to be like really good teachers, really good coaches, therapists, the good lawyers, and the type of people that can really use that sensitivity to tap into strengths such as intuition, empathy, and and really put that, you know, to work for help of others. Yeah. I love that you brought up empathy because I don't know if you're noticing this too, but I feel like empathy is now super trendy and everybody's, oh, I'm totally empathetic. Oh, I'm such an empath. I'm so empathetic. And I'm just like, I know you. That is not the definition. Well, and not only that, like we were, we were empaths before it was cool. And now it's cool. And everybody's like, that's well, but me. That's, but don't you think that's like a testament to like the, the way that information gets shared, right? Oprah has Brene Brown on Super Soul Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like, what's empathy and why does it matter? Mm-hmm. And what's, why do you research empathy and vulnerability and, mm-hmm. and shame? And what does that mean? And then it gets it gets into the pop culture and then it becomes like that buzzword, right? Like authenticity or. And I would love like because I, I feel like I just totally judged and hated when I was saying what I said. I would love if everybody <laughs> was an empath and right. had empathy. That's why I teach and train on empathy. But I feel like it is so trendy now that it's like empathy without awareness is, you know, not empathy. Right. Right. Well, what's so interesting is when I was making the shift for myself in my business into really being of service to highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders, it really came out of my own experience. And when I of learning that I was highly sensitive and why feeling why being self-employed was feeling like total torture. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was making that shift, I was literally told by marketing experts, do not use that language yep. in your marketing. Yep. Um, it's going to work against you. No one wants to be highly sensitive, but I just knew that this was part of what I was here to do. And I went forward and I did it and no one else was talking about it. And then just like you said, 
Now you can like swing a dead cat and (laughs) hit someone who's going to be a coach to highly sensitive. So I think like, I agree with you. It's great for it to have more of a momentum and a movement because it is very much needed in the world, whether it's high sensitivity or the empath nature, but it is that element of awareness. But I think it's hitting the zeitgeist because even if someone's not aware and they're just jumping on the buzzword train, they're still underneath is a knowing that this is really what we need more of. Yep. Agreed. Well, yeah. And I also think it, it came up as the, like the whole emotional intelligence piece came up. Like emotional intelligence sure. is an easy way for people to understand what empathy is to a certain extent, right? Like they're doing emotional intelligence training. Like it's on the job training. It's all these diver. It's part of the diversity training. It's part of all of these things that's going on in corporate America. We know that there's a very distinct difference between emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and empathy. And I think that, and there's a difference between being empathic and being empathetic. Do you find that too, that a lot of it just gets all jumbled? And- That's typically how people find their way to me is they've tried everything else, especially for those who are self-employed and they're just like so frustrated and feel like there's just something like inherently wrong with them. Why can't they like, follow these formulas that are, you know, being posted on Instagram where you can make six figures in six hours and why isn't that working? (laughs) And then they wash up on the shore to my program, as well as like others who are in more, you know, corporate or employee positions. And they're like, why does everyone else in the office or in the company seem to just flow with their tasks? And I find it so difficult. And then they begin to engage in the trainings or they even hear a conversation like this one. And it's a massive light bulb moment, but it's also like usually this beautiful, amazing sense of relief, Mm -hmm. right? And that's what I just love so much about the work that I do is there's just an opening that it doesn't have to feel so hard. It doesn't have to feel so difficult. There isn't anything wrong with you. And when you learn how to work with your nervous system, like you can create anything that you want in your life. You're just going to have to go about it a little bit differently than the majority of what you're seeing and experiencing in the world. Yep. And I love, cause that's what everybody's wanting. Everybody just wants to know that there's not something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. That goes back to like, that innate sense of needing to belong Mm -hmm. because if there's something wrong with you, then you don't belong. Yep. Yep. And that's so interesting because such a key element of what really works in the programs that I offer is that element of community. Mm -hmm. And to, for, for so many of the highly sensitive to finally find a place. Oh, I'm not like the odd one out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this is probably a good time to introduce to that officially from the research it's identified that there's 20% of the world is born highly sensitive. So that kind of just sets you up from the get-go. So, you know, there's three of them in my house. (laughs) (laughs) It's really amazing. You do see it. Like as you start to like look through that frame, like, wow, I I think like two of my kids are highly sensitive. I was like, oh, how many kids? (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. My poor husband. Because the highly sensitive ones are me and my daughter, my son, and my son, and then there's my husband. So in our house, it's seventy five percent that are highly sensitive. It makes Lucky for a fun house. time. That's awesome. Uh, He's learned to cope. He has learned, learned to cope. Yes, he to, does. He just kind of looks. I, I can tell. I can tell when like I need to self regulate better because he gets this look on his face. Mm-hmm. 
and that he's just like waiting. Is she is she going to go there, or is she going to like rain rain it in? What's gonna happen right now? This morning's bra experience yes. was a testament to that. <laughs> I'll share. I like, so I, I today I wanted to wear this specific shirt today. And Blood for those shirt. who can't because see. Because it is National Unicorn Day. Today is National Unicorn Day. And it is light pink. And I'm I couldn't. So you know that. Right? It, your life is better now that it's it a magical really day. Yeah. So I was looking for the bra that I wear with my lighter colored shirts. And I couldn't find it. And I was getting really pissed off <laughs> because I was like, I got to go. And where the fuck is my bra? And I can't find like. And finally, my husband comes in. I'm like, I had already I'd given up. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just wear my Friday shirt. It's fine. And I I have a thing for graphic shirts. That's my, that it makes me That's so happy. It's That's my your jam. expression. That's yeah. my expression. So yeah, so he was, he came in and he was like, is this it? And I was like, yes. And I was excited. And I was like, yes, that's it. But I, I just, like, just got to finish my makeup or whatever. But I go out to go get said bra that he apparently found that had been in the washer, which I thought that he had just popped in the dryer mm-hmm. to help me. Nope. He put it in the washer. He put it back in the washer because apparently it spelled musty. Oh. And I said, he's like, I thought you heard me when I said it's kind of musty. You may not want to wear it like this. And in it's my. just me. I wouldn't care. I was like. <laughs> If I had heard that part of the statement that you made to me, I would not be yelling right now. <laughs> I would not be having, and I am having a moment this morning. I am struggling. I want my bra that makes me feel good when I look in the mirror because yeah. then my body looks a certain way and that yeah. validates my, it was all that. And I said, I am obviously having some body image issues this morning <laughs> and this is what's happening and this is what's going on. And in my head, I was like, all right, I'm going to wear this shirt. And then in between my morning meeting, I'm just going to run to Target and just buy a new bra. Like it was literally like I had resolved it in my head and then it was still like there's another trigger. There's another trigger. Like uh-huh. it's those types of things that like when they catch, when they catch some people off guard <laughs> that they may need some help in becoming, you know, more aware to recognize when they need to reset. And then lo and behold, but I got to be on it. Like Target has these bras that are $10. I was like, it worked out for the best. It did work out for the best. Cause I was like, and then I even said, I was like, why do I only have one bra that I can wear with light colored t-shirts? Like yeah. what sense does that make? Yeah. And I rectified, I literally. And like, then you ripple affected it to me. Cause I've been looking for bras and I was like, yeah. this feels so soft. I'm now going to go to Target. So she right. did not feel the bra on my body. Win, I gotta win be honest. for everybody. Like, I came in and she was sitting in my office. I was like, look, I brought new bras. Look at my I new bras. I love it. Yes. I love it. So, yes, I mean, well. the, and it sneaks up on you. There's things that like, but once you learn the skills and the tools. Yep. Yes. So yes, for, you know, 95% of the time, minus those bra morning, which <laughs> we totally all have. But I will definitely say that learning that I was highly sensitive completely had such a positive impact on my marriage. And I've seen that for so many others because it does, it changes how you show up in all of your relationships. And on a side note, I could go on a whole podcast tangent about underwear and bra. <laughs> what I have done that I just know that probably not highly sensitive do not do, but I am no stranger to buying um, spontaneous underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Love it. They have to look a certain way. And when your bra has reached the point that it's not going to help you look that certain way, mm-hmm. and the girls are going to be hanging at your knees. A certain way. Yes, because that's a thing. Make you feel a certain way. Feel a certain way. Yeah. And tactilely, like the actual touch needs to feel a certain right. way and the look needs exactly. to emotionally feel yes. a certain exactly. way. Yes. Exactly. What I'm saying. Yep. Yes. I, I had a, a consult with a nutritionist and he was like suggesting some different foods and I was like, nope. And he's okay. I'm sensing some resistance. And I was like, I'm a tactile eater. If it's slimy, I'm not putting it in my mouth. Don't make me oh. eat cooked spinach. Oh, absolutely. That's why onions are just never on the list. <laughs> No way. Just absolutely not. Right. Because a vegetable I do not make peace with. And I just don't ever imagine it happening in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's me with goat cheese. <laughs> I, it tastes like feet. No. Like oh. dirty sweat socks. It's disgusting. <laughs> You're crazy. You're crazy. I am not crazy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Y'all who love the goat cheese are crazy. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> So for you on this journey, what is something that has been a real block for you and how did you move through that? I would probably say the first block was just like coming up against the understanding that I was highly sensitive, but I was just at such a like dark place in my journey and my path at the time. I was like also desperate. So when I learned that I was highly sensitive, my first response was, you know, what I often now see as a first response, which is like, oh, no, like, this is awful. This is terrible. This is totally working against me and something to deal with, so to speak. Yeah, right. But then as I learned more and more about what it meant, and started to see, oh, with this new awareness and understanding, I can set things up to uh, just be done differently. And if I do them differently, then I can still have the results that I want, but I'll also feel so much better. And I would say probably like that pattern has re-returned multiple times at different levels. Like each time I look to take the work Mm -hmm. to the next level, I have to face like pioneer moment. Whereas nobody else is doing it this way. Nobody else is talking about this. Okay, like, here we go again. And that's like a moment of, yep, got to like shore up and then move forward. So every time it becomes easier and I know more and more deeply, like this is the path I'm meant to be on. I see the power of the work all the time, but there still is that moment of not what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, now I'm going to have yeah. to like deal with that. So can you give us a specific story of one of the ones where you were like, hey, if I just set myself up differently for it, I can still get the results and feel good about myself. Can you give us a specific story for that of what you're doing to set yourself up? Things like that. Yeah, for sure. So I would say schedule is probably the big one, right? First, let me like briefly say like in my work, I've identified what I refer to as three primary coping mechanisms that highly sensitives will default to in that untrained nervous system. There's the pushing coping mechanism, the hiding coping mechanism, and then what I call the combo clattering coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely, I am a recovering pusher. And if you tend towards the pushing coping mechanism, I like to say you will get done what what an other 80 percenter gets done, but it will come at a high cost for you. 
Yes. So what does that look like though? So when I like definitely in my career as a traditional classroom teacher, then also of course brought everything about who I was in me with me into being self-employed. And so I would have a packed schedule. I would be like operating at this like high rev of intensity. And now I understand that was my way again, like coping of managing my anxiety. But I literally remember like when I was having a moment of transitioning out of pushing as my primary mode. And I had this moment where it was an out of body experience. And I was literally like watching myself running around my office, like a chicken with its head cut off, just moving like really fast and multitasking and finishing that phone call and jumping onto that and typing something at the same time. And I was like hovering above myself and I was like, oh my gosh, I think we can use this language here. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Yes. You are certainly entitled to use that language. (laughs) I was like, this is not sustainable. Like you are a crazy person. And so that was really the beginning of, okay, what do I need to really work at my best level of productivity? And it really required, first of all, like some deep inquiry and some deep digging and really understanding who I am, the nervous system being part of that, my you know own personality characteristics, and then going into a level, okay, I can see how I can set things up to work with who I am and I am going to have to consistently shut out Mm -hmm. all of the voices that say the exact opposite is what you need to do in order to be successfully self-employed or in business. As an example, this is a great example right here, connecting with the two of you. I typically don't do anything where I actually talk to another human being before 12 noon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just don't. So outside of my sweetheart husband, of course. Right. You know, but I don't do client calls. I don't do team calls. I don't do podcast interviews. I don't attend trainings. I don't do any of that. I have a few exceptions, but very few. Mm-hmm. And I really just take those morning hours, which for me doesn't mean for everyone, including not for every highly sensitive, you have to, again, do that work to dig deep. What is it for you? But for me, one, I just need time to like transition into this world, Mm -hmm. like literally every day, like I wake up and I'm like, whoa, this again, ease my way. Then I do really well with maybe admin work or writing or something that's just more me and me. And then I'm available to be able to utilize skills to, you know, be in connection and communication with other human beings. And that lasts for about four hours and that's it. (laughs) She is my people. She's talking about my exact schedule. (laughs) So then I'll usually do something personal for myself, like late afternoon, like into early evening. So that's when I go out and I go exercise or, you know, what That's when Sarah naps. Yes. Yeah. And then I can come back and maybe do a little bit of wrap up work. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing about that that falls into the typical how to schedule your time Mm -hmm. to be productive. But I just really learned and I I have the proof for it that it works for me. Um, So when I understand, again, not everyone has that flexibility, especially if you're a highly sensitive who is working in corporate or an organization. 
But even if you are working in more of a structured setting, although we all have, you know, more flexibility these days, you can still find ways to understand how your nervous system works best and then how to apply that even to a more structured situation. Yep. Love that example. That's such a Mm -hmm. good example. And I'm so grateful and privileged that we get to be an exception for you today. Thank you. Well, and it was really funny yeah. because like when the first inquiry came in, I was like, we're going to, we record on select Fridays from 10 to 12, blah, 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 whatever I said. And your assistant came back and was like, yeah, that's not good. We don't have any time for that. And I was like, <laughs> ask if we can, but that's our time. If you want to be on our show, right. If you want to tell your boss if she wants to be on our show, like we well, may not us, be able like, to accommodate. Cause it's multiple steps on our too, of right. like the studio time and the, pre- like, I was yes. like, we can see, but I'm not making any guarantees. And then three weeks later, it just popped up and I was like, okay, so they worked it out. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> right. And then I and moved on. So awesome. I love this too, because what that shows and demonstrates is, yeah, it's like worth an ask, right? right. It's like worth a conversation mm. just yeah. to see versus operating, which again, like so many highly sensitives do going into something, assuming this is not going to be able to work for me. I'm going to have to like really overextend myself. I'm going to have to compromise in order to be able to like, you know, have whatever it is that they want, but it's, Hey, it's worth an ask. It's worth a conversation. And then like on our end, as part of that, first of all, this is 12 noon my time, but I do usually take Fridays off. But then it's, oh, these ladies look amazing and I would love to have a conversation with them. And so then it's, oh, okay. Now that I have that information, I can set myself up to be at my best in order to connect with you versus going into anything and especially a conversation like this. Okay, I'm just going to have to like really like push yes, through. yes. Like they were like looking at it like we were inflexible. Right. And so you still wanted to do it anyway and being bitter the fact that we weren't, you know, able to meet right. your schedule, like whatever it is, right? Whatever that story that you've made up, that assumption that you've made up that you're telling yourself that you can actually just be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to look at this from a place of grace and compassion for myself and compassion for others and all of those things and just be like, well, this I, is going to be a great experience and Jenny and Sarah are fucking awesome. And so we, we need to we, talk to them. You know, we are. And I love what Heather said of not being afraid to ask, because I feel like a lot of times highly sensitives are like, now I have to conform to the norm because I'm the only 20%. And so they'll be way quicker to compromise their boundaries and what's best for their success. I do it all the time. Oh, exactly. (laughs) And so I love that, that you said that of, hey, grant yourself permission to just Mm -hmm. ask. And then if they say, hey, I can't because of X, Y, and Z logistics over here, then that process is so beautiful. Okay, then let me research this a little bit more. Uh, Is the connection and the value and the energy from that, is that exchange rate Mm -hmm. going to match me working on a day that I typically wouldn't work? And if the answer is yes, then it becomes this wholehearted yes that you get to be excited about. Yeah, yes. just get to, yes. now we're all just excited. It'd be beautiful if there was more and more of that, mm-hmm. right? And in business, and even as I'm listening to you, please do. Came, okay, <laughs> what came to mind is like the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. right? Like all these women, highly sensitive or not, 
who were operating within this structure, I have to compromise in order to be able, and I have to compromise myself. I have to compromise my worth, my Mm -hmm. value Mm -hmm. in order to be able to achieve some result. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There can be more, you know, of that grace and compassion and why not? And especially within business, but somebody has to lead the way. And that's where I feel like as highly sensitives, when we're coming from an empowered place, that is the role Mm -hmm. that we're If we bring it back full circle to empath being a buzzword, sadly, a lot of what you see out there is how being an empath is you as a victim, Mm -hmm. right? Versus, hey, we actually have something really valuable to contribute. So what do you need to do for yourself so that you can be in that place where you're introducing a new way of being in negotiation or conversation, mm-hmm. what have you. And and I want to go back to what you said before about hiding in the combo platters, but as the coping mechanisms, but to, to this point, I think it's really important to recognize it's coming over the hump of recognizing that it's going to take extra work. So for highly sensitive, like it's acceptance that like, we're going to have to protect our energy differently. We're going to have to reframe our thoughts differently. Where yes, you have to do that. And yes, it's annoying. And wouldn't it be easier if like your needs were just met or you were like everybody just else? Ignorant. Yeah. But would your life be as fulfilling? Would right. you have? Oh, agreed. Like, I think that it's important to recognize. Yeah, you can. You ready for this one? You can be pissed off that you're like born this way and accept it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because sometimes it feels really heavy and it yeah, feels really sure. hard and yes, you wish that exactly. it was easier. Totally. It's exactly what I refer to as simultaneous experience. Mm-hmm. And there's totally value to that and that you can have a both and, right? Because if you get just stuck in the pissed off, that's going to mm-hmm. really suck. And if you also even just try to ignore that and be like, oh no, I shouldn't feel that way. I should really just be accepting. Then you're actually missing out on mm-hmm. you know growth opportunity as well. Wellforce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for your hybrid workforce. Do you need business process evaluations and solutions to streamline your workflows? A technology assessment, including security and managed services to optimize performance, or solutions to create a seamless hybrid workplace experience. If that's you, Wellforce has a growing team of affiliates to support your organization's move to hybrid. Visit wellforce.ai today. So talk to us about what the hiding looks like and what the combo platter looks like. As far yes, as the coping so mechanism, hiding is tends to show up, especially for highly. Well, let me say first. So the hiding coping mechanism is really connected to what I refer to as the highly sensitive shadow of overprotection, right? Yep. So you set up your life, you set up your world to not only protect you from the pos- from being overwhelmed, which is another highly sensitive shadow, but you set up your world to protect you from even the possibility of being overwhelmed. And when you're known as micromanaging the universe, which we know I'm not allowed to do. And I get called out (laughs) on all the time. So when you're in that coping mechanism of hiding, what can be really slippery is that often shows up within that martyr syndrome as well. So you're going to be the person who's going to take care of everybody else. You're going to take care of everything for everybody else. 
before doing anything that you actually want for yourself. If you're self-employed, before you do anything to actually move the business forward, you know, or for career or even for family. I always like to use the example that like the hider, if the person self-employed will have the most beautiful website and they will have the perfect marketing materials and they will have an entire program all mapped out and no clients. And so then, so what did you do today? I said, oh, I did the laundry. I worked yeah. on those materials. I fed my neighbor's hamster, like everything and everything <laughs> yeah. else, right? Yeah. Except like the actual actions, the combo platter coping mechanism. That's what I refer to as like the highly sensitive definition of insanity, because you flip flop back and forth between pushing and hiding and pushing and hiding. And you're literally like not getting anywhere and you're driving yourself crazy. The nervous system never has time to recoup or recover, but you're also not actually producing anything. And mm -hmm. you feel like, yes, I'm getting things done. And like, why isn't anything done? And then it's just crazy making. Like you do pieces of the tasks that will get you towards your goal. And yes, you may get a client here. And yes, you may do XYZ, check off your list there, but nothing is ever like just exactly. done. Balance, harmony. Balance. There's nothing balanced. And you keep harmonious. adding to your plate mm -hmm. in an effort to push and hide and push and hide. Yes. And be like, but see, look at all the things I'm doing. Why am I not getting anywhere? And then oh, I'm going to hide because it's not working. I'm doing all these things. It's not getting anywhere. So then I'm going to hide. Then I feel guilty that I'm hiding. So then I'm going to go and do 50,000 things again. Yeah. Get out of my head. Another what I love what you said is you were talking and images were coming into my mind. And uh, like... I used to think of that. I didn't realize that it was hiding and that it was attached to highly sensitive. So that was a really good connection. A, Thank yeah. you for making mm -hmm. that. I was thinking of clients and people in my life and things like that. And I always thought, oh, that person, I attached it to courage. Like I was like, they're not at that courage level yet to take that next step. But it was actually just the hiding of their highly sensitive. And so they move at a sloth pace. Mm. And I'm the overproducer pusher, like fight go. And so I'm looking at those people and I'm like, I don't understand why you're not doing anything. These opportunities are sitting right here in front of you. And you're not, I don't, uh, and I just always thought, okay, we're not at that courage level yet. Mm. But now that makes so much sense. What you just I know. Said. As you were talking, she kept looking at me and I got very paranoid. I'm like, I swear <laughs> it wasn't, you were not the like, image coming in my head. I promise. I promise. Yeah. Uh, did I? Once you understand, oh, like, okay, yeah. I can work with this. And so the other thing that I like to say is like, when you again start to work with training your nervous system, then you can start to shift from coping into creating because creativity is also one of our highly sensitive strengths. Mm -hmm. We are very creative and not just in the traditional paint, dance, sing, all ways of coming up with creative solutions mm -hmm. and being able to see things in a different way because we literally again process things differently. So once there's a sense of safety with the understanding of, oh, okay, my nervous system works differently. Here's how I can start to work with it. Then we don't have to put so much energy into coping. And then that can start to, you know, shift into more of the creative mode. I love that. Mm -hmm. I do too. So I want to ask you one other thing, and this is for totally selfish reasons, and I'll be transparent about it. 
So when I was reading your bio that you put on the website, I was like, how is she doing that of getting all these gigs and facilities? I'm like, do you have a PR person? Like, how are you booking all these really big things? <laughs> so I was like, 6,000 people are, are attending her events and she's going to Iceland and Russia and South America and Australia and Europe. And I was like, I was like, I want to be on Lifetime. Can I just just make the, can I make the question more concise? How can Sarah be you? you? How can I be on Lifetime as an expert on a show being like, she wants to be on on like the, what is it? I did want to be one of the experts on Married at First Sight, but then I started all the seasons now are really pissing me off because the experts don't actually interject and they just let the shit show happen. And I'm like, oh my God, why don't you just tell them this and it'll help them? Why don't you give them this skill and it'll help them? And so then I got mad and I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. Got it. Okay. I'm with you. I love this question because this goes right into the doing things differently. But first of all, I just want to make it clear. I did not travel to all those places. Those are countries that are represented in the programs. Thank you. I just reread that now. Although I do appreciate travel, but the (laughs) idea of like, and I like traveling when it's safe again, but yeah, to have that as my life, that would, I would totally not enjoy that. So this is why I really like podcasts because I can stay at home. Yeah. But separate from that, so what I hear you speaking to, and this is a big part of the work that I do with highly sensitives, which is that again, when you learn how to work with your nervous system, the, one of the primary teachings that makes such a difference for so many highly sensitives is what I refer to as energy management. Mm-hmm. So you start to use tools to be proactive with your energy versus when you're untrained, you just kind of, again, feel like you're reacting to the world all the time. And when you're using energy management to be proactive with your energy, part of that is then also tapping into that strength of creativity where you get to start to really create like what you want for yourself in your life. Lifetime television is literally, I know this sounds ridiculous, but it's like one of those things that just came to me. So I don't have a PR person, but at that time, and that was a few years ago, I did really want to, I wanted to be on television. I wanted the opportunity to share the message. So I just had that as part of my energy management every morning. And it was really a lot of show me a way to be able to bring this message to more people, Mm -hmm. but also it was like really enjoyable and feels really good to me and et cetera, et cetera. And like building that into the tools. And then I got an email. That's awesome. And I said, yes. So I had lots of different other stories like that for myself, but also for seriously, like so many, the highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders that I mentor, like this is just something that's being shared, you know, on the forum all the time. And it really begins with that shift in perception, which is why the umbrella of my work is referred to as A Course in Business Miracles, which connects to the psychological and um, spiritual curriculum of A Course in Miracles, which I've been a, a student of for a long time. And in that teaching, the definition of a miracle is a shift in perception. And so the minute you start to look at yourself as a highly sensitive differently, and then what it means to be in business or in a career or in a family differently, mm-hmm. then things start to line up. Yep. You know, a phrase we use in the work a lot of the times is out of the blue. This came to me out of the blue. 
because probably somebody in the other 80% would be like, oh, you can't do it that way. You have to put in sweat and tears and you have to like thousands of dollars in PR, you know, have you. Love that. Because it is, it's definitely part of my 20 year vision casting. And every morning I listen to my audio of my vision casting and that's on there. I'm like, Sarah will be on TV and media and blah, 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 blah. Like Kelly Clarkson's talk show. That'd be so fun. That would be I fun. So fun. I see if anyone has an in for Kelly Clarkson, please contact us <laughs> because Kelly should interview the girls who do stuff. Totally. Exactly. That would be so fun. That would be so fun. Out there. And we're putting it out there. Yeah, I feel are. like we need to put it out. This isn't going to be our way now. Yes, we're manifesting that. <laughs> we're just going to like every yeah. episode, there's going to be inspiration. We'll be like, if anyone can connect yeah. us with blah, 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 yeah. please send yeah. us an email. Yeah. Info right. at girls who do stuff.com. And what's <laughs> interesting is so many like, of my clients, it happens for them. Like I get emails from my clients all the time of you wouldn't believe who just reached out to me. And I'm sitting there going, how are these people just reaching out to you? And I'm like, I've always understood, but then I go, why are, why, what am I not doing? And I I cognitively understand that it's not the doing, it's the being, it's the trusting y'all. I get it. So I need to work on that limiting belief. And then I go so that I can just be, and those people reach out to me too, because the most meaningful experiences that I'm having right now is from people who just reached out to me mm-hmm. and was like, Hey, I saw this post on LinkedIn and I feel like you're my people. Let's chat. Mm-hmm. And so I want to manifest more of that on a more consistent basis and increase the consistency and the frequency. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. What I'm going to share next is definitely more than just saying it. it's a whole process, but a, a huge process of what I teach also is what I refer to as intuitive planning, because intuition really is another strength of ours as highly sensitive. And to access the intuition is to really connect down into the heart. Mm-hmm. So however, that may or may not be able to play a part for you in your morning practice, right, where you start to be able to release it from the head, mm-hmm. and you really connect into what physiologically is the heart brain. And it's been scientifically proven and researched that the heart brain thinks and operates faster than the head brain. Mm -hmm. The more that you can connect into the heart brain as the guidance of, you know, how to move forward in this direction that you want to move into, like really learning to listen to it and then follow it, that may, may be like a missing puzzle piece for you. So again, you drop it from here into here and what, what you hear, yeah. <laughs> you follow and yeah. that can create that acceleration. So Love more it. of trusting your gut. Yeah. Like it's that gut instinct that when things get fluttery, mm-hmm. then you should pay attention. Love it. Thank you for yeah. that. Thank yeah. you. That's awesome. Um, all righty. I think like we could continue. Oh my God. Yeah. Like we could, this is all the shit that we geek out about. So we could just keep this conversation going, but eventually it has to end. Unfortunately, (laughs) because Joe, I'm sure has other things to do today. Joe's like Um, your studio time is ticking. I'm like, I don't have anything (laughs) until five. Anywho. But so Heather, please tell our listeners how they can find you. Yes. So businessmiracles.com. And what you'll find there are, first of all, as a quiz, if you happen to be a highly sensitive entrepreneur, you'll find that assessment really valuable. You'll also find there uh, 
value added offer that I've been sharing through the pandemic, which I refer to as weekly activations, which is 30 minutes at the start of every week to just put your energy in a great place. And you can find those specifically at weeklyactivations.com. Awesome. Awesome. Bitch. Thank you so much. This has yes. been fabulous. Yes, Likewise. I'm so ask. glad your assistant reached out to us. Well, again, make the ask, use your intuition. And yeah. I'm supposed to connect with these gals. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. awesome. All right. Thank you so much. We've really enjoyed our time together. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And and you do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. 